Father, I thank you for this time. Together, I thank you for the precious Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for what you want to do this morning and what you want to say this morning. And I yield to you and I yield my vocal cords to you. I yield my mind, my body to you right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you. You'll have your way in this place. You'll have your way in this place. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. All right. So we are going to um, talk about, uh, I'm going to give you uh, an update. We're going to talk about the Building Our Impact Project, or as I've been kind of impressed to call it lately, Building His Impact uh, Project. And uh, I'll share something with you that I believe will be a blessing and encouragement to you that the Lord has been talking to me about. I'll give you an update and then cast some, uh, cast some vision and make a call uh, to action this morning. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 in the Amplified uh, Classic. I'll read it out of Ephesians 2 verse 10. It says, for we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. You and I are God's design, his masterpiece. Remember, we were created in his image and after his own likeness. God is a master planner, and he has a master plan. Do you know what a master plan is? It's a comprehensive or far-reaching plan of action, a long-term planning document. It contains all of the elements needed for future growth and success. That's what a master plan is. So not only are you, as an individual, his masterpiece or his design, but your life, the things that you will do and accomplish, your actions are accounted for in his master plan. Glory to God. Glory to God. We've said before we activate this plan when we believe in our hearts and open our mouths and confess that Jesus is Lord, that he died on the cross for our sins. We receive Jesus. Then we get on the path. And it says he prepared and planned ahead of time that path. God is a planner and a preparer. Jesus is too. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. Hallelujah. And we're wired like him. We were created to be preparers and planners too. Hallelujah. So we ought to make every decision with the plan of God in mind and the preparation of God in mind. Amen? Knowing that he's planned it out and prepared it for us. Glory to God. If we would do that, we'd never make a wrong decision. If we would consult the Lord before we make a decision and then set our hearts on what he's planned and prepared to know that, 
And the Spirit will show us that. We'll never make a wrong decision. It says in Ephesians 2.10, this path and this plan was prepared and prearranged ahead of time. When? Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 3. Hebrews 4 and verse 3. For we who have believed, adhered to and trusted in and relied on God, do enter that rest in accordance with his declaration that those who did not believe should not enter when he said, as I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Remember that with Moses? <laughs> and this he said, although his works had been completed and prepared and waiting for all who would believe when from the foundation of the world. Your path. And the plan for your life was prepared by God before time started to be measured and calculated. It is just waiting for you to show up and arrive with your belief, your faith. Glory to God. So you showed up with your faith concerning Jesus and his redemptive work. And you believed it. Then you said what you believed and you became born again and you got on the path. That's what faith does. 2 Corinthians 4.13 says, Yet we have the same spirit of faith as he had who wrote, I have believed and therefore have I spoken. We too believe and therefore we speak. So you got on the path and activated the plan of God that he prepared for you, which is a comprehensive plan. That means every element and all aspects of your life are included in the plan. God knew what you would need to do. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. Take the path that he planned and prepared for you to do the good works. All the preparation he has done is on his path for you. His preparation is not on the path you decide to take for yourself. You see, that's why when we get on the path that we think is the best, it says there's a way that seems right to a man. So we look and we go, oh, yeah, there's nothing there. Okay, yep, good, time to cross. And then we take our step. If it's not the path that he prepared for you here and you're over here, the preparation and everything is on that path. And so that's why we struggle. I've taken another path. Have, has anyone ever done that? <laughs> There's lots of struggle on the path. And you'll have victories. You'll have wins because thank God for his grace. But you won't have his full supply. You won't have all that he prepared for you. You might marry the wrong person. You might take the wrong job. It might be more money but it might not be where God called you to be. You might attend the wrong church. Okay. And so uh, God knew what you would need to do that. And now since it's a comprehensive plan, that means all the supply and provision you will ever need is in the plan. He's prepared for everything that my call will require. And I'm not talking about five-fold ministry call. 
I'm talking about everything he's called us to do. We are all called to do something for the Lord. It could be to be a good mom, you know, to be a good spouse, to be an excellent uh, worker, you know, workman, it, whatever it is, whatever it is. And so everything you need to fulfill his plan has already been prepared and put on the path for you, including the provision or the supply. It's just waiting for you to arrive with your faith. And if you take time to reflect on your life as I do at times, I can look back and see that provision and supply when I've taken that step. I'm sure you can attest to this too. You think of things in your life when you went somewhere and you didn't even really know why you were going there and, and then this happened and that and you're like, oh, look at this, you know. And then, or uh, it could be that, you know, you wondered. Like sometimes I've wondered, God said, you got to do this, you need to do this. And I'm like, how's that going to happen? But I didn't let that how stop me. And I stepped out and I did it and I met with the supply. He did it. The supply was on the path. And if I'll just move my feet, I'll meet the supply. Hallelujah. And so in faith, we take those steps. Glory to God. That's why it takes faith. Uh, but the supply can be finances, people, resources, uh, ideas, peace, strength, joy. That's the supply. It's not just finances, you know. It's anything you need. A husband, a wife, that's a supply. Children, that's a supply. It's on your path. He prepared it. If it's a desire in your heart, it's because he put it there. And so it's on the path. It's on the path. Hallelujah. And so turn to Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19. And this same God, I'm going fast, I know. And this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which what? Have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. See? The supply comes before the need ever shows up. The supply comes first. The supply is already there. So if we'll stay with the plan, we'll have the supply. The quicker we obey, the quicker we'll arrive with our faith to lay hold of the supply. The more we obey, the more the supply. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, I'm going to focus on the financial aspect of this, the financial supply, because that's going to lead into the uh, update I'm going to give you in just a minute. Uh, along with, uh, look at 3 John chapter 1 and verse 2. Let's look there. It says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. The desire for your prosperity did not begin with you. It began with God. The desire for your prosperity began with God. He desires that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. That's why we must renew our minds to this, because we'll never prosper beyond the level of our thought life. That's why he's having us teach on kingdom-minded. We'll never prosper above the level of our thought life. If there's a lack of renewing our minds concerning finances, there will be a lack of finances in our life. If there's a lack of renewing our mind concerning our marriage, there'll be a lack of full supply of whatever it is we need in our marriage. 
And so we've got to uh, renew our mind to this. Uh, I prosper. Now, prosperity is not about I'm prosperous because I have a house, I have income, I have this or that. No. I prosper because of who he is and who I am in him. That's why I prosper. We prosper because we are in Christ. We are in him. And so prosperity is in us. Prosperity is in us. The supply, customers, income, home, car, business, ideas, more members of our church. That's a supply. Those are supplies. That's attracted to the prosperity that's on the inside of us. Glory to God. And so when we have a financial need in front of us, a lot times when we pray, Lord, I need $500 to pay for this. It's like we're trying to gather it from the outside and bring it into us, draw it into us. No, prosperity is already in us. And if we're walking out the plan of God, we're going to run right into it. Prosperity is not on the out. It's within us. You are already prosperous. But you see how it has to, you got to renew your mind because your mind may you but your mom was broke your dad was broke your grandfather was broke your great grandma was broke our family we our mentality we didn't have enough we were poor we were so your mind will tell you all those things but the word of god says you're prosperous he desires that you prosper but you see how you can't prosper beyond what you think that's why we've got to renew our mind to this Prosperity is in us because we are in him. We are in him. Remember, Philippians 4, 19 says, according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. The supply is included in the plan. One more verse and then we'll move on to a different area. 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 7 to 8. 2 Samuel 12, verse 7 to 8. This is the account of David when he sinned. Remember, he took Bathsheba for himself, and then he put Bathsheba's husband on the front lines. Dirty, dirty. Put on the front lines so he would be killed, Bathsheba's husband. And then, uh, you know, he, they covered it up, you know, like, oh, he died. Of course he died. You put him on the front lines. And he was so loyal that he was like, yes, Yes, my king. Yes, you're, you know, I'll do whatever. I mean, he was just an obedient guy. We know we'll see Uriah in heaven. You know, he was just obedient. He was just doing what the king said, right? And so we'll get to see the other man in heaven. So David, we hear a lot about David, not much about Uriah, but he was obedient. He could have said, oh, I ain't dying for you. And so uh, David, he put him out on the front line. And uh, then Nathan came, the prophet. That's never good. We used to have this woman who, who was a prophetess. You know, she'd come to meetings, and we just didn't make eye contact with her when we knew we did the wrong thing. She'd walk around, and we'd be like, she thought we were being spiritual. I'm like, I ain't looking, because she'll be like, come here. And, she'll, and she told people, it was like a big TV screen that she would see. You know, she's like, I like a big TV screen that the Lord showed me. And you're like, ooh, <laughs> you know <laughs> we didn't pay our bill our cable bill turn it off uh, so she would do so you never looked at her so imagine Nathan the prophet comes in and he comes to comes for a visit and so he comes and visits uh, him and he tells him a story well you know David's listening to the story well the story is about him 
about what he did, but it's about sheep and this and that. So David's following along, and David's a smart man. He's not dumb, you know. So he gets to verse 12, uh, chapter 12 of 2 Samuel 12, verse 7 and 8. He said, uh, let's see, where is it? Uh, oh, here it is. Then Nathan said to David, you are the man. And he didn't mean that in a good way. You're the man. Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I anointed you king of Israel, and I delivered you out of the hand of, your, of Saul, and I gave you your master's house and your master's wives into your bosom and gave you the house of Israel and of Judah. And if that had been too little, I would have added that much again. God listed everything he gave to David and said, and if you had needed more, I would have given you that. But he took it. David added to himself. That's why we see, seek first the king. Let God add it to you. It's on the path. David added it to himself, and his whole nation suffered for it. He violated the plan of God. When we violate the plan of God and we add to ourselves, not only it does affect us, it will affect our family, it will affect our church, it will affect everything. When we violate the plan of God, it will violate everything. David added to himself, and God said, look, I gave you this and gave you that and gave you this, and if you needed more, all you had to do was ask. He knows what we need, and he'll give it to us. But when we add to ourselves, that's why I'm sticking to the plan of God. Yes. Hallelujah. One minister said, the will of God is my wealthy place. Amen. Glory to God. Seek first his kingdom. Amen. Now, I'm going to give you an update on the building, uh, his impact project. Uh, you know, we sold this building to the town. Uh, and they have been gracious enough to let us stay here for up to six months. So that brings us right to the end of January uh, while we secure land and that kind of thing. As of this week, we've located some land that looks very promising, and so work is being done. I can't even begin to tell you what God is doing concerning that, but the day will come when we'll just tell you all the stuff uh, because it's just a lot. Every time we turn around, God's doing things that we did not expect. You know, Well, we kind of expected. We just didn't know how it would look, how it would look. And so uh, we'll share that with you uh, when we get on the other side of this. But in the near future, I'll be able to talk to you about the land. Uh, today, I want to give you an update from a financial perspective. And uh, we've not talked about the financial part of this uh, building his impact project, so we'll do that quickly now. Uh, our financial position as a church, our size is good. It's good. Uh, we are a church full of givers, Amen. And we give cheerfully. We have a generous spirit, so we thank God for that. Uh, that's why uh, we can say uh, we don't have to give. We get to give. Amen? We get to give. So our financial position is good. Glory to God. I rejoice with that because if you were uh, with us, uh, you'll, you'll know that it wasn't always good. <laughs> when we bought this building, it was not good at all. Uh, and so God has been uh, bl uh, blessing and increasing. You'll know that back in 2019, if you were with us, that we were prompted to pay off four debts that we had as a church. We were prompted to pay those off. Uh, and you'll remember we announced the uh, Moving Forward in Faith Debt Payoff Project. Remember that project? 
And so we did. We paid off four debts from March 2019 up until just a couple months ago when we paid off the roof. Remember the slide that we would put up there? So we paid that off. We paid it down to about $10,000 in terms of what we owed uh, on the roof. And, and then, of course, that's now uh, gone when we sold the building. So the total for that project was approximately $65,000 that we paid off in a matter of just a couple months, even through COVID month, you know, COVID year. And so uh, we give all glory to God for that. Hallelujah. And so looking back, we can see that that was the wisdom of God. That was the wisdom. Because if we had not paid off that debt, we didn't know that we had an, a construction project coming. We didn't know we had this coming at that time. And so uh, we just were obedient to the Lord. And uh, if we had not, we would not be able to say that our financial position is good. And so I thank God for the Holy Spirit his wisdom, and I'm glad we know how to hear and obey. Amen? We've committed to do that. Or our, our, our conversation this morning would be very different. <laughs> so uh, remember the quote we had when we were paying them off? Uh, Dave Ramsey said, what can you do when you have no debt? And Dave Ramsey says, anything you want. We'd said, anything God wants. <laughs> anything God wants when you pay off debt, when you have none. And so even without the sale of this property, our financial position is good. The sale of the property obviously adds to that because we have cash to buy land. We don't have to take uh, from, you know, raise money and that kind of thing because the bank doesn't give you 100% of land. They want a structure on the land before they'll give you money for the land. Doesn't make sense, but that's how it works. Uh, and so uh, thank God for that. Um, I don't think... Um, I think, I don't think I've ever verbalized the number, uh, and so I'll give you a few minutes or a few seconds to adjust in your seat, hold on tight, of what we're looking to build. Uh, but the building that we're looking to build uh, is going to come in at approximately $1.2 million. Amen. Amen. And that number doesn't move me, scare me, move me. Neck. Why? Because I've spent a lot of time talking to God about it. I fix my eyes on heaven. God, I receive your vision. Yeah, his vision. And so that I get thrilled when I hear that number. And I'd love it to be five million. I get thrilled when I hear it. So it moves me. Yeah, it doesn't move me. It could be two dollars. It doesn't move me. And so because spent a lot of time talking to him, and he's talked to me a lot about it. So that's the number that we're looking at. Uh, and, and we have a wonderful, saved, and uh, spirit-filled broker that I have the joy of talking to almost weekly now, either email or on the phone. And uh, we've identified a bank that we'll be working with for the construction loan part of it. They do a lot of faith-based loans, which is good. So uh, we've started that process with them. Our 20 and 21 uh, profit and loss reports are excellent and put us in, an, uh, in a great place uh, you know, with the, uh, with the banks and that kind of thing, what they look at. Our 2022 outlook, uh, if we continue at the pace that we're going now, it's projected that we're going to come in lower than 20 and 21. And we have a by a specific number when we do the projections. I can see that if we continue going, just giving what we're given now, uh, we know that we have a supernatural God and that he could do anything. The bank, however, doesn't want that. The bank needs to see some evidence on paper, right? The bank needs to see evidence on paper. We know that God can come in and it could be a million-dollar year for us. 
Amen. It could be a million dollar year for us. Amen. See, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Our response, your verbal response to that shows where your faith is concerning that. Do you see? So we got to get up. We got to come up. And so uh, when I say this could be a million dollar year for us, and your faith on the inside of you agrees with that, you say, amen. That's how you respond to the spirit of God, by faith. If your faith is connected with that, you say, amen, I believe it. Amen. Glory to God. So we have work to do there. All right, good. That's good to know. It helps me locate too. Hallelujah. All right, so it could be a million dollars. I'll just keep saying it. It could be a million dollar income year for us. Amen. Glory to God. And now we see why we're not there yet. Yeah, because sometimes a million dollars is hard for people to wrap their mind around. I'm like thinking billion now. <laughs> I'm past billion. <laughs> I'm like, this is not a million dollar year. It could be a five million dollar year. And people are like, ooh. <laughs> you know why? Why that is? Because you're thinking, okay, for it to be a million-dollar year, I have to give more. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that thought. That's what people think. But that doesn't have to be. God took five loaves, or two fish, five loaves, and he multiplied it. So we got we to gotta renew our mind to this, okay? We got to renew our mind. All right, so anyway, so we, uh, this year, we set the bar high. On COVID year, the year after, we set the bar high. So that picture is excellent. So we need to just get this year to come up because we can move from good to great. There's just an opportunity to move from good to great. And uh, good is wonderful because, again, if you know what we went through when we bought this building, we were in the category like below bad. I don't, I don't know. They, they called us two weeks before closing. I was shopping. We were going to the women's conference in 2015 in May, they called us and said we thought our closing was going to be uh, right then and it kept getting pushed back. We didn't know that at the time. So they told us in two weeks you're closing and okay so check all these boxes. Yep we got that, we got that, we got and they said okay in the $18,000. I'm like $18,000 for what? And they're like oh that's the closing cost. I'm like you're just now bringing that up? $18,000? That would be nice to know like three months ago. And they were like, oh, yeah, no, you have to have $18,000. I'm like, in, like, in two weeks? Yeah, in two weeks. How much do you have? I'm like, 2000 That's all we had in the bank. That's all we had in the bank. So we brought it up before the congregation, which is not something that we've done a lot. Before that time, we didn't bring up much. We just, thank God, Lord, you meet our need. We never verbalized anything. And so uh, we brought it up, and in two weeks, we raised $16,000. Two weeks. And we said that no one would lack for anything. People brought their paychecks and signed them over to us. And they said, I didn't lack anything the, those two weeks. Nothing. And so we had a whole group of people who gave. Half are not even with us today. They got us into this building. And so uh, 18,000. So we got in two weeks. Now, we have 14 weeks to do what we're going to do. 14 weeks. And so we talked about... Uh, the plan and the supply. And that the, the uh, why do we ask them and why do we state this? Because when God gives someone a vision, especially like in this type of setting, he brings people in to assist and to help. And the supply will come through people, right? And it will come through the people who are closely connected first, right? We don't bypass that. 
and we give them an opportunity to get in the flow of God's funding for his plan. He's going to sponsor them. You're not sponsoring this plan. It's not sponsoring. You're not paying for this building, right? We're just getting in the flow of God's funding for his plan. And so we're giving you the opportunity to do that, okay? And so we have an opportunity to move our financial position from good to great by December 31st. This This will enable us to secure the construction loan with no limitations. We have a certain amount and things that we want to build. If God, when we start this, says, no, I want you to do this and this, then we're going to do it. We're not going to be wasteful and mishandle money. But if he says to do it, I want to be free to do whatever he wants us to do. Whatever he wants us to do. And so there won't be a lot of back and forth with the bank. We'll be able to move forward with freedom and build this facility for him. Amen? And so I'm confident that this goal is achievable. Uh, I know that we'll be able to do it. Our new facility is going to give us the ability to increase our impact in our community and surrounding communities. We're excited to see this dream a reality. We have a dream for a child care center, a Bible school to raise up people who are fully equipped to work in his last day harvest. Uh, 200-seat sanctuary where we can come together, fill up, refuel. We can have guests as God leads and bring in uh, without being concerned about is it too hot in the summer, (laughs) cold in the winter. You know how we have issues here. And so uh, we'll also have space to accommodate FHFC kids, lit youth, as we've talked about before. And we want to welcome the community onto our property to play in rec leagues and other activities that God would have us to do. We'll be, building the, uh, we'll be building the facility, keeping multi-purpose in our minds. And so uh, it will be whatever we need it to be when we need it to be that. And so uh, we'll have space to have different events for our different ministries like Kingdom Couples, Men and Women's Groups. Uh, one thing that is on my heart is a Christian school. Not just another, any other Christian school, but the standard for Christian schools in Massachusetts. Not putting any school down. I only attended Christian school. I started in Christian school, and I graduated in Christian school. I've seen the good, the bad, the ugly about Christian schools. And so I thank God uh, that he's put it in our heart to do it and put it in the hearts of other individuals within the congregation who are qualified. And so we're seeing where we're going to go with this, right? But we're going to build to accommodate that. Amen? And so this is his plan. This is his dream for us. Amen? And uh, we could just keep this building. We could have kept it. We could have stayed comfortable, enjoyed each other's company, continued doing what we're doing, having a good old time with the Lord, doing what we can to reach. But that was not his plan. He wants us to reach for more. He wants us to reach for more. He has bigger plans. And his dream for us is bigger. And so we're reaching up higher. Amen? It's his plan. And so we said the supply is in the the plan. It doesn't just rain down from the sky, though. Right? He uses people. I guess, I suppose it could do that if he wanted it to. (laughs) But he has a pattern on how he does things, as we said. And so uh, he will have uh, individuals partner to help. And then he brings, when we do our part in the natural, he brings his supernatural supply. Amen? We don't bypass that. I've been studying 1 Chronicles 22 and 29. You can read that. It's a story of King David and Solomon when David said he thought he was going to build the temple. And then God said, no, no, no. Your part was to lay down all the people so you have peace, so your son can build this and reign in peace. So that's what uh, David's part. But what he did is he gathered everything and prepared ahead of time so Solomon could just build freely. 
Just whatever you want, Lord. And he said he needed to have the best house. In uh, 1 Chronicles chapter 22 and verse 5, it says, David said, Solomon, my son, is young and inexperienced, and the house that is to be built for the Lord must be exceedingly magnificent of fame and all glory throughout the lands. I will therefore make preparation for it. So David prepared abundantly before his death. They had so much supply, they had to tell people to stop bringing stuff. I love that. <laughs> so for several weeks, we drove around Dighton praying for every home and every business and those who went with us, you can ask them. There were many, 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 many beautiful homes, yards well kept and groomed, landscaped. They care about what their houses look like. I think God should have the best house in Dighton. It should far surpass what they have as their homes. Why? He deserves it. We're not building it for us. It's for him. Glory to God. And so uh, today we're kicking off our Funding the Dream Fall Giving Campaign. Can you put that next slide up? There we go. So 30000 is our goal. Yeah. That moves us from good to great. You're like, oh, you're talking millions here and it's 30000 Yeah. See, that's why I give you the big number first, so everybody goes, how much is she going to say? 30000 That's it. 14 weeks, 30000 And so uh, this will go into, it's not a building fund. This is a general fund. This is to just get our bottom line, bottom line taken care of. And so we move from good to great. And then this is the next step of his plan, we know, so he is going to supply. So, uh, Ivan, our action step, please. Seek the Lord and inquire of him what your part is in this plan. Please hear me. Do not throw money at this. Don't just go and say, well, I feel. Don't throw money at it. Because if you throw money at this, it will just be another project, and then you may have to go without something else in your life. But if you'll seek him, because you're a part of this church, obviously there's a part. And so ask him, say, Lord, I, I want to have a part in this. And I know you want me to have a part in this. What is my part? Don't just throw money. You know, a lot of us have that comfortable area that, all right, you know, Lord, I think I could do $1,000 and uh, I'll give it in the course. I don't have to give it all at once. I have till December 31st to give. So I'll give, okay, I'll give this much, this. No, ask the Lord what he would have you to give. Ask him. And when he gives it to you, then give it with all your heart. Amen? Give it cheerfully. So ask him. He'll show you, and you'll have the supply in your life so you don't go without any. You don't have to sacrifice a bill. People say, give up your coffee, and you'll be able to. I don't want you to give up your coffee. If you like your coffee, drink your coffee. And ask God to supply because your heart is connected. Don't give up your coffee. I hate them things. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I hate them things. But, you know, go without so that, no, God doesn't want you to go without anything. If you enjoy, now, if you're overspending on something, you might have to kind of cut back. But have what you, what you need, but tell the Lord, I want to give into this. I want to give into this fully. Amen? And then he says, you'll not, not lack for any good thing. Now, we're going to get ready to give this morning. And, and maybe as you've been listening, some, because 
If we get real accustomed to listening to the Lord, it doesn't take long before he'll tell us things. We've been in a meeting, and I'll be like, I know we're supposed to give this much, and he'll lean over, and he'll say, um, oh, are we giving you, we're giving people, yeah, I feel we should, oh, that's what I was thinking too. The Lord will speak to you. Now, if the Lord is speaking to you concerning that, when you receive, you can ask for, even if you give through push pay, ask for an envelope, and you can just write the total amount. If you know what that is, if you do not, don't do this. Don't just write anything on there, and we'll come into agreement with you for that supply. So that would be like your faith pledge or faith promise, whatever. But you could just write and say, I feel the Lord prompting this. And at any time during the next few months, and now uh, those who are my uh, offering rec team, you know who you are, when you see an envelope and you're counting on the Monday or whatever day you're doing it, when you see an envelope that says, I'm going to give this much. Please stop and pray. Come into agreement, if you would, with that individual that we believe they receive it and we stand in agreement with them. We want to do that, and we'll come into agreement. So you can write it on your envelope and say, it's not in this envelope right now, <laughs> but by December 31st, this is the amount I want to give. Now, uh, when you're uh, giving, uh, there's a few ways that we're going to do this. Remember, prosperity is in you because of God who he is, and because you of who you are in him. Don't ever forget that during this part. Make the decision to obey the plan, lay hold of the supply with your faith, and you'll have it. Go ahead and put that next slide, the push pay one up. Okay, you see in push pay right there, see that giving type? It says funding the dream. So anytime you give to that, you can just put funding the dream. It's under ties, and then you'll see that next. You can put that. And again, this is over and above what we, because if we continue giving at the level, you know what I mean. And so there's fun in the dream on there. Also, you can go to, put the next slide up, the uh, website. You can go to our website, read some background. We put it up on the website. That should be live this morning. Uh, it's fun the dream. Uh, it, you'll see that the giving, that we'll be updating that. That little line will get darker as the percentage goes up. So you can keep track. We'll show that on Sundays. You can always go to the website. It will be up to date as to what comes in. There's a story. You can also give there uh, right online if you wanted to. Uh, we'll also be posting this graphic. Want to put the next one up? This graphic you'll see on Facebook. You'll see the QR code. Someone can scan that with their phone, and it will take them right to the giving page. So it makes it easy. Share it with your friends and family if you are led to. And if they are led to, let them participate. I always like to get involved in what God's doing, in, in even uh, other churches. I've given different churches at different times, and I'm like, I just feel prompted in, to give. And sometimes it's just because what they're doing is a blessing. <laughs> Amen. And so 30000 again, will enable us to secure the construction loan we need with no limitations and without a lot of back and forth with the bank and give us freedom to move forward to build our new facility. Amen? I am excited about this. And I know that as we do what he's prompted us to do in the natural, that we'll step into God's supernatural. And there's nothing that can stop or delay his plan when we obey. Amen. Uh, who's going to hand out the, uh, Ivan, would you please hand out the envelope? If you need an envelope this morning, you can raise your hand. If not, uh, you can uh, give through push pay as well. Glory to God. We're going to take our general tithes and offerings. Again, if you have not heard from the Lord concern, excuse me, concerning this, don't give towards it today. 
Don't give towards it today. When he prompts you and he tells you exactly what to do, then you can give towards it. This morning we're going to take up our regular tithes and offering. And we understand that supply can be anything. You may be giving financially this morning, but if you lack a supply of anything in your life, he will give it to you. He's already added it to you. Stay on the path where his plan unfolds. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Father, as we prepare our hearts to give and as we give into your kingdom, I thank you that it is a work that you are doing. You do the work and we partner with you. We work in cooperation with you even in our giving, our response. Uh, in giving, Father God, is to give cheerfully the way you desire for us. You love cheerful givers. And so that's our response. We put a smile on our face because there's a smile in our spirit. <laughs> hallelujah. We give joyfully. Hallelujah. And we, we give you uh, our hearts this morning. Our heart is connected to what we're doing this morning. And we know, Father, that you multiply every seed that we sow in Jesus' name. And we're able to give into every opportunity as you would have us to give. In the name of Jesus, glory to God, glory to God. Let's stand together. Bless the Lord. Glory to God. We got our confession of faith. Praise God. Because we are tithing.